Well, it's episode 100. That's exciting, isn't it? And so for today, look, we're not doing like a recap episode or like here's the favorite, my favorite clips of the show or anything like that. We just have a really dynamite guest on the show. And what I love about this conversation that you're going to hear is that it is it represents what this show is all about. Uh, it is a story that by no means comes across as boring. And yet what we find beneath all of that is just a regular story that is anything but boring. And I am so, so grateful for all of you that have been listening at any stage along the way here and any way that you share this with your friends that you have told them to listen to No Boring Stories in any way that you have been involved in this process as a guest or a listener. I am so grateful for you because this is a project to try to get more stories out in the world. Because when you share your story, you shape this world. And I am incredibly grateful for you. I hope you know that. It's episode 100 of No Boring Stories with Rachel Pastor. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. And that's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I have never been to any kind of a fitness class in my life. Well, today we've got someone who is quite familiar with fitness classes. It is Rachel Pastor. She is now a transformation expert, a motivational speaker and coach, a mom, wife, and author of Unf Your, Your Fitness Mindset. She's a master of NLP, founder of Break Free Events, and her newest venture is a minority co-owned, female-founded lifestyle brand celebrating diversity, inclusivity, and spirituality. Anatomy of Love will focus on cultivating a soulful and radiant life of creativity, well-being, and love. Ooh, that gets me excited. But I'm even more excited about just sharing this episode with you today. This is a conversation about breaking free, about freeing yourself of the chains, about finally showing up authentically and truly as who you are. I'm so excited because this has been an internal journey for me recently, and Rachel shows up in all of her honesty and vulnerability to allow this conversation to unfold naturally as it did. And we get vulnerable. I get to the point where I have tears welling up in my eyes, uh, and, and we get real about where we're at right now. Rachel says that, you know, this takes a direction that she's never been on other podcasts before. And I take great pride in that, and I'm so excited to share this one-of-a-kind experience with you today. You're going to love this episode if you are looking to break free from who you were and to finally identify who you are now. And look, who isn't? So here's episode 100 with Rachel Pastor. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street, and I am joined by the always delightful, always energizing, and always uh, powerful Rachel Pastor. Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for that. I love the powerful. Yeah. I said so confidently. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on. 
Yeah, this is so good. I really, really am excited about this conversation uh, because we have done some work together. We have done some some very focused story work on who you are and turning your message into something to share with people. You being one of my story coaching clients. Look, I just consider that I have the great privilege to dive into that, but now to like do it again on a, a public forum here. So it's not like I know something now and we're going to dive into that. It's just I feel like, wow, this needs to be shared with the world because you are just such a fascinating person with an incredible story to share. Do you feel that way? Well, first of all, I just want to say I feel like I'm your problem child client. So um, I, I'm <laughs> Every single time I'm like, all right, my story has drastically changed since the last time we talked. <laughs> and I feel like that's been kind of the journey, but I also love that. Um, you've really yeah. helped me identify so many different parts of the story. And um, I mean, just, yeah, why I want to talk about the problem child thing. Like, what is that? What are you doing showing up to, to a conversation with me Think saying you're the problem child what kind of limiting crap is that <laughs> well i i hired you and i was like all right this is what we're doing and you know all on it and then we went into it and i went through like this massive shift in my life and i was like all right i don't even know who i am what my name is right now we're gonna have to put this on hold mm -hmm. um and you were so gracious and really just giving me the space to allow myself to do that and then we got back on and, you know, if you guys have not worked with this man yet, you, if you have worked with him, you totally get it. Cause every single person who has ever worked with him or even had a conversation with him knows he's a genius at what he does. And he will out of just a very small amount that you say, be able to pull so much from it. And, um, and so when we got on that next time, it was like, you were able to take me, I'd went through this like transformation mm -hmm. and be able to take me into this next part of my story. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like the reason I'm saying I'm a problem child is because, um, I've just been going through these massive shifts in my life. And it's probably going to be very relatable to a lot of people, me sharing this, like my, I feel like my life yeah, is yeah. drastically shifting constantly that I feel like I just haven't been able to grasp what actually is the story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I feel like the reason I said I'm a problem child is because I feel like I, I should have already given you your chance to, to help me with that story. And we're still trying to figure it out. But okay, so here's, here's what's so fascinating as we dive into this, and this is going to be a bit of a tease and maybe a bit of a spoiler, but I, I feel like you showing up and saying that or entering into a conversation with your coach saying, I just feel like I'm your problem child. A, as if like nobody else is as difficult as you or nobody else has a confusing story. You're the worst one. Like, what does that say about what you believe about yourself and how, what you're constant, how you're transforming, right? Yeah, yeah. And so to identify that and see what's there as actually you say that because there's this past, like that's the who I was of your story. Is this like, I'm an inconvenience, I'm a problem, like I can't do this, I'm, I'm not going to get past that. Well, guess what? That's not who you are anymore. So yes, that's going to speak, that's going to show up, but that's not who you are now. How you are, who you are now is this incredible leader. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would invite you today, Rachel, you can show up like that if you want to in our coaching sessions and I'll twist it, I'll, I'll take you on the, the ride, but today... Mm -hmm. 
just like you just did here and recognizing that your story is actually transferable and helpful for so many people show up like the leader that you are. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you know that I'm a, a million percent a believer in what you speak and what you say and your mm-hmm. mind, your mindset. And, you know, that's also a big part of my story. So thank you for pointing that out and helping me pull back into my highest self. You are so good at that. This is good. All right. Well, this has been No Boring Stories. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, so let's... Uh, well, let's talk about, okay, what, what are you doing now? How, how are you helping people right now? What's the main work that, that you are excited about bringing to the world right, mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. So the main work that I'm really excited about bringing to the world right now is really helping people step into their highest selves, really finding that joy, um, of, of who they, of who they truly are, who they came into this world as, uh, and that has really, you know, helping people step into being spiritually out helping them really step into, um, owning who they are. And, um, you know, that has really shifted for me. I come from being a, uh, really into body transformations. Okay. I won't go into Uh. Okay. 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 Sorry. (laughs) You started to go and I'm like, Nope, we're not going there yet. Um, but the, cause I want to focus on this. It's so important to get so clear on like, yeah, where are you now? Let's just talk about right now where we are in this moment. And there's this effort, this excitement you said to help people really step into who they truly are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, so we're not going to talk about that piece yet, but I, I did just announce that I am retiring from what I was doing and I'm starting, I'm jumping into something, uh, really new in my life. Yeah. Okay. And so. Which then goes to what, which will help people do what let's get into that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really about soulful living and, Mm. um, and an invitation, an invitation for others to step into soulful living um, mm. into, you know, I have this uh, belief, I have this belief that there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, secretly hiding out in their closets, turning intuition cards, trying to find out, you know, what the answer is and who they are mm. and, you know, what, what they should do next. And, and they're doing all this stuff in secret, right. And instead of just allowing themselves to be, and be knowing that, you know, they really are searching and they really are soul searching and they're trying to figure out who they are and, and really being okay with that. However you get there, however you want to find that out, there's so many different ways to really step into that. Um, and really offering an invitation for people to be able to do that. Uh, so, so is that like, a, like a safety, like, a, like a being able to like explore, like honestly, openly, like you're saying they're doing these things in secret and not knowing what they're allowed to do or something like what's the, yeah, not, not feeling comfortable to do it, not feeling comfortable that, you know, for a lot of us, you know, including me, you know, I grew up Catholic and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you were probably going to be struck down by lightning if you pulled an intuition card. Cause that's so, you know, out of, you know, out of what is you're told is okay. Um, when it's more about really just, it doesn't matter if you want to go to church, if you want to, you know, however you want to get there, if you want to get a crystal out, you know, and it really isn't about religion or anything like that. It's just allowing ourselves to explore and to do and get 
wherever we need to get to truly find out who we truly are, who we are as our highest selves on this journey and be okay doing that. Who decides that? Who figures that out? Is that, that's an internal thing. That's a self-led thing or self-discovered thing. Do you know what I mean? Like who has the final say in kind of what's, what's right. Ultimately we only do because we all live in our own perceptions and reality. You know, we are the only ones that can really truly decide what is, what is right for us. And I think that a lot of people struggle in, um, in really being okay with truly what they're being told inside themselves of like, what is okay to do, how it's okay to live, how it's okay to talk or how it's okay to explore or find themselves. Right. They, um, we all have our own beliefs that have been programmed in and, um, and a lot of times we stay stuck within those boundaries. And so, Um, it's up to us to be able to feel free, to be able to explore that and, and decide within ourselves what's okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's this piece about decision. There's this piece about exploration. There's this piece about like, you're inviting people to explore and then like decide what's right. And you're like a guide. Are you a Sherpa? You know, like what's the, like, (laughs) you're just sort of here with them pointing the way. Yeah. Yeah. I ultimately, um, I would say I'm more stepping into teaching. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been in coaching for a long time. I would say I'm, I'm stepping away from coaching and more just stepping into teaching. Um, where I'm going next is more in, uh, the products realm with, uh, experiences and creating community and really having a technology aspect to creating that experience. So if somebody comes through this work, and explores and decides and then they walk away what would be the deepest hope for you that they would say because of my work my connection with Rachel I now feel what they now feel that they finally have been able to step into the awareness to find the joy that they've always been searching for so there's a sense of like awareness Mm -hmm. I'm aware yeah being completely aware Mm -hmm. and feeling completely free to live their lives in the ways that they really want to, that brings them the most joy. And the thing is, is that we all find joy in different ways. We truly do. Um, So what does that actually mean to you? And do you feel free to be able to do that? You know, do you feel free to be able to do that? And that's what I would want somebody to say is that um, they now feel in a place to truly freely feel like they can step into that joy without feeling like it's, you know, it's wrong or it's uncomfortable. It's not right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Is that how you feel right now? Um, what aspect? Like you, you are in a place right now where you can step into your joy. You can step into, you know what it is and it doesn't feel wrong or right. It just, it just is. And it's, you're discovering this about yourself. And as you launch this next step of your business, does this feel like that? What you want for your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it's been a journey getting here. And I feel like I'm constantly, um, you know, I feel like I'm constantly uh, battling or overcoming so many of the beliefs that I have been set into for a long time, also into my own identity, into who I've been told that I am or who I've made myself believe that I am and allowing myself to release that to become who I'm truly meant to be and feel like it's unfolding. And I feel like it I don't feel like it ever stops unfolding quite honestly, but I feel like it's unfolding deeply right now for me. 
Yeah, which softens the problem child piece, right? Because if it's constantly unfolding, well, then, of course, it keeps unfolding. It keeps growing. But what I think is still possible is recognizing that it's this—it's essentially it's, it's the same story that keeps unfolding in certain ways. And we just get to put different chapters into that story. So if, if you... Rachel, were to lock in and say, like, look, now, how I feel right now, I, I feel, what, more awareness than ever? I feel more joy. I feel like a stronger leader. Like, what is it? I feel more joy than I've ever felt in my life, and I feel more free um, to be who I who I truly am, really, in, in my strength. Um, in my weakness, uh, in my joy, in my sadness, and any of the emotions that I feel. Hmm. There's like a wholeness to that. Mm-hmm. Is it whole? Mm-hmm. Complete? Yes, absolutely. More whole. Um, I definitely feel that wholeness. I do. This matters, right? Because for you to show up now, like again, right? You can say all these things, but but the the key is how do we identify ourselves now? And and this, I mean, I'll be really honest. Like this is something that I've been really focusing on recently. I'm I'm applying for a certain reality TV show. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, love it. And as I do that, I know that part of the 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 what I need to do is really like lean into what makes me me. Ah, uh, yes. And as I've been doing that, I've that's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for this silly thing. I'm just going to do whatever, just send it a video thing and try this thing, whatever, because it's my dream. But in that, I didn't realize how much that would open up about like, well, who who actually am I? Like, what what, is, what does actually make me me? Because I can put a bunch of things there and say like, I'm, a, I'm funny, I'm super handsome, you know, all these things that are obviously true about me. But what is it really that's like the one thing? How do I identify myself? And then I bring that to my brand and I'm like, ooh, if I can understand these things, then I can actually intentionally show up this way rather than just like, I'm just going to show up as me and let it be and let other people define it. What if I actually understood so much about who I am that I showed up intentionally in those ways and maybe even use those words so that then people would say those things intentionally about me. Yeah, that was so beautifully put and so in alignment with what I was just sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think we hear so often like, you know, just be authentically you, be who you authentically right. are. I mean, people are, you know, quit trying to do this or do that. If you just be you, then people will be attracted to you, especially as if you're selling something or you're a coach or you're online uh-huh. or whatever. And people are like, well, who the F am I? You know, I <laughs> yep. mean, <laughs> yep. I actually don't even know, you know, they're sitting, they're not even talking about, it. they're just sitting there thinking like, well, what is it? You know, who am I? a massive problem this is it's it's this is the i mean it's the biggest problem i think with online businesses right now is people are showing up saying this is my role but i don't know who i am mm-hmm. and which is why this i again i mean this work is so important but i think for what i hear often as well is somebody will come across maybe i assume you hear something like this as well as people are like I just love working with her. I love listening to Rachel. I love being around her. I love being in her space. There's just something about her energy. And it's that 
aspect that I'm like, when people are saying there's just something about and they can't define it, there's something beautiful about it for sure. But I'm almost in this effort now of like, let me help you define that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you as the person hearing it, you're like, oh, thank you. And then you're thinking, well, what is it? Yeah, what is it? Because <laughs> if I can understand that, then I can actually, again, then I can intentionally lean into that so that more people can find that attraction, can, 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 so I can help more people rather than just hoping that I walk by and it's, I'm magnetized to somebody that has an awareness or like an opening for, you know, connecting to whatever this energy is. Yeah. So as you say that, that's why I'm leaning so hard on this, Rachel, when I'm like, what is it? What do you do? What are you helping people do? And how do you feel? And we get to this word of like whole, complete, uh-huh. joy, Right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the thing? What's the one thing that you would proudly walk into a room and have written on a name tag to say, this is me right now? Well, I would say free. I mean, I, I know that's such a broad word. I really do know that it, it is. I The reason that I use it is because I feel like when we're free, we feel in a place to just truly, like we're unchained, right? We're unchained to okay, I, I can't be too loud. I can't be, I can't be outgoing. I can't be strong. I can't, you know, what, what we are told we couldn't be right. Uh-huh. And when you finally break those chains and you're not being held down by them anymore, um, you're truly allowing yourself to unapologetically be the loud person or the bold person or the excited person, no matter what anybody else thinks about it. Come on. That felt like that was breaking something open there. Yeah, definitely. That definitely unchained. Yes. And yeah, even, even to the dark aspects of yourself, quite honestly, I want to say that because that really has helped me become free. I think so often, you know, we, we have rejected aspects of ourselves and we really don't want to allow ourselves to be that or let anybody see in any part of that. And, you know, for me, a lot of that is vulnerability. You know, it's, 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 I haven't really wanted to be as vulnerable because to me, vulnerability is connected to weakness and, and it's really not, it's not, I'm not telling you guys it's connected to weakness. I'm telling you for me, it has been. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and so allowing and owning and freeing myself that it's okay to be weak. It's okay to be weak. And, and so for so long, I rejected that and I only allowed myself to be seen as strong, but guess what? The only part, the only time that people are going to truly see me and I, and, and, and that whole aspect of me, and I've truly feel free is I don't, I'm not having to reject and not allow people to, for them to see me that I'm vulnerable. You know, I need to let that be seen. I need to let that be okay. I need to let it be okay that I need help sometimes that I, that I feel lost sometimes that I cry and I don't know what to do sometimes, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's so many different stories that you're showing up here and sharing and alluding to. So let's dive right in. Let's get into it. Where does this idea of being vulnerable, being unchained, showing up as you are, uh, where does that begin for you? Like, you know, then we can go to the opposite of where does the idea of being chained um, or being locked, being un, not being free, um, feeling like you have to wear this armor 
as you go back in the story and think like early on, like what shows up for you when you, you look through that filter? Well, do you want me to start from the very beginning? Let's start with what just showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I think of the most chained I've ever been in my life. So are we going to start with chained? Yeah. Okay. I think that felt good. That feels like something that, that, that makes sense. That, that is again, transferable, relatable, let's say. So the most chain that I've ever felt in my life is, you know, in my teens, really feeling like, you know, just really feeling uh, stuck and lost into whatever the world that was created around me, feeling like I was trying to find myself in that place and feeling like I didn't belong and feeling uh, very lost and feeling like I saw the light in other people. And I really wanted to find that for myself. Uh, but I didn't know how to find it. I felt very stuck with, with where I was. I didn't know how to find that that joy that they were feeling, that laughter. When I saw them doing things that they enjoyed, I I truly didn't know what that felt like. What did that? What What did you give me a picture of you in high school? Like, I mean, the, those those years that you're thinking of, like, mm. how are you dressed? You know, what are we in the? Yeah. Like, what are we in the '90s? I don't know where I. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite band. What favorite band? What do you think it was? What was what would have been like? What were you listening to? Oh man, I don't even know what I was listening to, but I oh, I know I was listening to Cranberries for sure. I was listening to oh. the Cranberries, mm-hmm. nice. yeah. You asked if I could sing before we started recording, and, and that was a proof. hard one to sing too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was that, and I was you know, I was wearing big old jeans and I was really kept myself. Uh, let's see. I, I really, really struggled in school. I really struggled Mm -hmm. in school really hard. I was always put in different classes because I, I don't learn the same as other people. And back then, you know, there was not as many opportunities for people that learn differently as there is now. Now you have different schools for people who are more, you know, who learn in different ways. Uh, but I, um, really, well, I have dyslexia. And, uh, so I really struggled with that. I always really struggled with reading and and comprehension and things like Mm -hmm. that. So I always got put in other classes and that really built a belief for me that I wasn't smart enough. And as I really lived into that belief that I wasn't smart enough, it really kept me keeping to myself. Mm. And so in that place, right? So now we got a picture of who's, who's Rachel in high school. And I need to apologize. I said, were we in the 90s? I, I forget that I was in the high school. In the, I was in high school in the early 2000s. <laughs> I, I, just, I still think I'm 16 sometimes. I'm like, is 2000 actually 22 years ago? Um, anyways, I don't know when it was, when you were. But look, so we got this picture of that for you. And this struggle that you're facing, which again, creates this belief that you're not smart enough. And in that space, you look to other people, you're like, they have joy, but I don't. Where does that? Yeah. Where are they finding that? You know, how can I find that for myself? Uh, And I was just trying to fit in, you know, I didn't feel like I fit in. I feel like a lot of people felt like that, you know, now you get, you get older in life and you realize that everybody was actually feeling a lot the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At the time though, (laughs) you definitely feel like you're alone. Everyone else has figured it out at 16. Why am I the only one? Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Now yeah. looking back, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. So right, what does that lead you to? What what kind of, you're trying to figure that out? To uh, a relationship with a boyfriend who really, make, who really made me feel uh, 
loved and wanted and, and made me feel some of those joyful feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, we discovered a heroin addiction. Uh, so I, I started using heroin when I was 15. I started using drugs when I was 14, but I, I got into a heroin addiction when I was 15 and that spiraled really, really quickly. I remember after the second time I used heroin, uh, one of my friends said, you know, they say this is the most like addictive drug there is. Should we really be doing this? And I was like, "Eh, I don't think it's that bad. And literally we, it, I mean, it, it, zapped forward so quickly that it was the only thing that I was living for at 15. Yep. At 15. And, uh, you know, in a weird way, and I know a lot of people might not understand this. I really felt like I had now found that joy because I felt great. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was in this relationship and I felt like I was now seen and heard and I, you know, I was feeling good. And so I was like, Oh, this is it. This is it. We're good. You know? And I kept doing it until, well, I became homeless. Uh, and you know, I tried to clean up a lot of times, methadone clinics, things like that, you know, but it, it really, my life became only to be living for the next high. And so, you know, I was homeless. I hadn't talked to my family in years and it was just me and this boyfriend and he eventually passed away from an overdose. And this is when I was 20. Mm -hmm. And so he passed away from an overdose. And um, that really was a death or a change moment for me. Even though at this point in the addiction, you know, we're talking years later, uh, I already was in such a dark place. You know, the joy really was gone at this point. You know, there there was no joy left. It was, I I always say I was walking dead. Um, And that's, you know, I was, I, I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't truly alive. I was just this body who was just on to the next high. And so, uh, when he passed away, I thought, you know, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try one more time. I tried many times to clean up. So I did, but I did it in a way of like, I'm going to leave this environment completely. And, uh, I did, I sold this car that we would sleep in. It didn't even run. I sold it for enough money to get a one-way ticket to Hawaii. I looked up on the way there. Is there a methadone clinic? Is there anything? There was no methadone clinics. There was nothing. And I knew if I wanted to get high, I was going to have to work for it because I didn't know anybody there. Right. So I knew I, when I stepped off that plane, I would never use again. That was what I told myself. And I never used again after that. I stepped off that plane and it was the hardest journey ever uh, because, you know, all of a sudden I was being called to, now I was starting to wake up. I was waking mm-hmm. up from this death I had lived. And I now had started to realize how many people I had hurt, all the things that I had done in my life, um, all the, all, everything, everything was becoming a- awakened to me. And at mm-hmm. the same time, I had no idea who I was, what I enjoyed to do in life. I mean, if you can imagine, I was a drug addict from a very pivotal time in people's lives. And, and so I didn't even know how to have a regular conversation with people. I didn't even know what that was like. I had no healthy relationships. I didn't know how to do that. And so I would go to the beach and I would just sit there and I would just stare and watch people live their lives because I was trying to learn life. I was trying to learn other people. I was trying to learn how they react, how they, like you're studying them. I was studying them because I was just, it was, I literally had been living in not, not really in existence for a very Mm -hmm. long time. 
It's amazing how like you 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 have this hardest moment and then another hardest moment and then another like to think of you face this thing and then and then there's this loss and then there's this decision to clean up and then that decision leads to a flight and then it's taking a step off this plane that's going to be the biggest thing right it's it's you you do one biggest thing and then it goes into yes. the next biggest mm-hmm. thing and th- and then it's the thing that you don't even think of like yeah i get clean and i get clean oh no when i get clean i'm now faced with mm-hmm. all of the stuff yeah that is now coming up from my past. And I think that's the same for any of us as we go through this self-development work. Would you agree that when we start to do this work and really go in, it's not it's not an, a drug addiction, but it's an addiction to all kinds of other things that we've faced in our lives. And now you start to become aware of it. You see it and you see, what? Yeah. Is that who I've been? Uh-huh. Who, who even am I? Like, is that what I said when I was... Uh, whatever, and you start to to be faced with all of these these past moments. I don't want to minimize your experience through that whatsoever. Recognizing what was going on through there. In fact, I want to elevate it and say that this actually is seems like it's um, this is something that is not just to do with drugs. Mm-hmm. No, no. Which I think is so important when we hear these stories. When, like, you know, I hear enough of these stories that it's, drugs came in, and this and this becomes the crux. This becomes the story, right? And it's simply not it. It's not about. It's not about the heroin. No, no, it's not. It's not. And I think for so long I thought it was, but you know, as as I've grown, as I've become into awareness, and you know, I I would speak to other people who were dealing with different food addictions and, um, telling them my story, you know, about me sitting on the side of the road outside of whole foods, like, you know, with a sign begging for money and, you know, watching other people walk out and I'm, I'm telling them this story and what I rounded out to, cause I probably, while I'm telling it, they're like, well, what does this have to do with me? You know, what does this have to do with my story? And, and the truth is because it, it is a similar journey of really chasing that addiction of really trying to numb your feelings of not wanting to feel things of not wanting to, we all do it in different ways. So although my story includes heroin, my story is really not that different from a lot of people's stories. And it's running away from allowing yourself to feel things, allowing yourself to, face whatever it is you need to face in life from numbing yourself. We all numb ourselves in so many different ways, right? I just did it with heroin. Yeah. And as we are only let's for a few years, not that that's an only thing, but this is just an element of your story. And I know in the work that we've done where we're like, that's actually not the turning point. No. Like, this is the thing when we look at like where you are right now, we're like, that's kind of just the depths of like the who I was. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's the depths of like, I've been somebody who's been looking, I've been longing for something. Mm-hmm. But we get to where you are now, we get to this point of like being unchained. So if that's you being chained, mm-hmm. yeah, then then what happens along the way, fill in some more of that story to help us see what happens to get you to where you are now as being a leader in this environment. High-achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. 
You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience, and more importantly, have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life. Because when you know how you have transformed, you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too. Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions, and if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at streetsays and say, I'm interested in one-on-one. Let's talk. Yeah, so if I think of how this story is going to go, it's like slowly over time, the chains have been being released. It wasn't like yeah. at once, you know, it was I was free. Uh, let's say I had a boss who her name was Mimi and she invited me to go to the, uh, gym with her. She wanted me to go because she wanted to lose weight and, and she invited me to go. And I was thinking, okay, this sounds awful and boring. I don't know who would want to go to the the gym, you know, but she invited me. I went with her. We walked on the treadmill and we watched TV and it was amazing because, it was probably the first healthy conversation relationship that I had had. And I actually really enjoyed moving my body. And every single time she'd invite me to go back and I actually wanted to go back. And I went to a cycling class with her one time. And I remember sitting down on that bike and I sat down, lights go off. And I was thinking, what the hell am I doing here? And she turns up the music and everybody's hooting and hollering and writing. And the energy in the room is just so contagious. And I start pushing myself and I was on the crazy endorphin high. I left, I got in my car driving down the road and I'm thinking whatever the hell I'm experiencing right now, I felt like I was on drugs, felt like I was on drugs and I hadn't Mm -hmm. used drugs in a while at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I just left a gym class. Why do I feel like I'm on drugs right now? And I was thinking, this is a natural high. And I want to show other other people how to find this for themselves. And so that really started to uh, unchain me, unbound me, because I really was finding other ways to feel good, right? To to, um, experience life, really. Uh, And so that led me into, you know, I, I became a, I became I, I went all the time. I, I loved it so much. I loved moving my body. I loved the the experience and the relationship with other people when I'd went, when I'd go. So I just decided, you know what, whatever this is, I'm going to bring this to the masses, this joy I'm going to bring to the masses. So I decided I would work in the health and fitness industry. Right. What's the, okay. What's the difference here between chasing those two kinds of joy? One, one you found through routine, rhythm, working out, exercise, the other you found through use uh, of of like substance use. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel this release, you feel as you said, it was a comparable high. Uh, There's this dopamine hit, something feels good, I want it again. Mm -hmm. What what do you 
what do you, to you was the is the difference? So if you would have asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have told you, uh, oh, a massive difference. That's completely different. Are you kidding me? Um, but now I've stepped into enough self-awareness and, and really um, be, to be able to see that, you know, yes, one is healthier than the other in a lot of ways in the lifestyle that you're going to live. Um, but uh, in, in, in a lot of aspects, I was still covering my feelings and I was still trying not to fill them by chasing this high of chasing this high of, you know, um, going and getting the endorphin hit, trying to make my body look a certain way so that I could feel better. You know, there was different aspects now. So, yeah. So there's like the chains just have a fuzzy pink covering on them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember talking to somebody one time or a therapist one time, and she said, you know, you never stop being addicted. Addictions just switch to something else. Like addictions, you're Mm -hmm. always going to be addicted. It's just going to switch to something else. Do you feel like there's something that you're addicted to now? Would you be able to, uh, are you aware? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, man, I'm probably addicted to a lot of the same things that a lot of people are and that I'm addicted to, you know, my phone. I'm addicted to, I'm addicted to working. Yeah. I'm addicted to, uh, you know, I think there's, I think there's certain things in my life that I definitely do that with. And then we bring that back and look at what do those things give you? Well, yeah, so I'm on my phone, I get on there, I'm looking at other, all of a sudden now I'm lost and I feel good. It makes me escape. It's all these things. I get to work. Well, what do I do when I'm working? Well, the door's closed and uh, I don't know. I don't know what anybody else is doing in my world. I don't know what my family's up to. I get to be here. There's something that feels good. There's some escape to that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love... I love the realness of this conversation because it is so true. And I, you know, I have kids, so I, um, you know, what you just said is very true for me. It's like, I get to go into this different reality where I'm not having to deal with whatever's going on with them, which oftentimes that is my hardest job is being mom. Wow. That just something just hit for me on that. Um, I mean, just looking at, yeah, this idea of I get to be somebody, even how I show up online, how I show up for you right now is like, I get to, I try, I try to say, yeah, I'm showing up as my authentic self here. And yet there's a, there's absolutely a a way I show up for my clients and for the internet Mm -hmm. than I do for my family. And sometimes it's easier to show up for you, shall I say, than to actually be here, present, fully real and open mm-hmm. with with those that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Far more than I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying. I feel that very deeply. Mm-hmm. I get it. Ah. Well, talk about vulnerability. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> we're getting vulnerable here. Well, this is it. And the, uh, the difference between that, let's talk about different, the difference between that and sharing the vulnerability of, I was a heroin addict at 15. Mm-hmm. Can you open that up for me between what just happened and, and what happened 
20 minutes ago of you sharing your story? What's the difference between those two things that you see? Between us just getting vulnerable just now and me sharing Mm -hmm. my story about heroin addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that is very, the heroin addiction is very far gone for me. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot easier for me to be vulnerable about it because it's so far from who I am anymore, yeah, where yeah. what we just shared is very intertwined of who I currently, or the, what I'm currently feeling or an awareness yeah. that I'm stepping into. And that, mm-hmm. that feels more vulnerable to me because that it is a little, it's raw. It's more raw. The other aspect is not so raw for me anymore. It's worked through versus working through. Yes, right? exactly. Exactly. There's so much more vulnerability in what you're working through at the moment. Yeah. Experienced versus experiencing. And and for you to show up now sharing what you are experiencing mm-hmm. is new for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, it is. It is. I will tell you that any podcast I've been on before, you know, it's, my past story is very interesting to people and people often want to hear that. And I, I I'm fine with that. I, I, I think it's a great story to share because I do believe it helps people. Uh, and I will say that it is rare that anybody has asked me about where I currently am and to step in the vulnerability of, you know, what is really uncomfortable for me right now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'll receive that honor maybe <laughs> you're welcome yeah, yeah yeah no i mean you you have a great way of making me feel anybody feel very comfortable but i can speak for myself mm. and i feel very comfortable to share that here well and i think that's uh what's interesting about this and what let's look at the whole story is uh, again looking at where the character is now if you understand where they are at the end of the story, let's say, and today is our end of the story as much as we know it. We don't know that we have it tomorrow. So this is as far as the story is written. And if you were to open a book or start a movie or something like that and start with, this is where the character ends up. Now let's go back to the beginning. Now we know there's this really satisfying piece in our mind to say like, oh, well, I know where I know where she is. So now all of this is just answering how in the world did she get there? Yeah. As opposed to let's go back to the beginning and kind of just go through. And I hope that this ends somewhere, but I don't know where it's going. And there's there's a beautiful aspect and mystery to that. But I think today one of the best ways that we can show up is to say very clearly, this is who I am right now. Mm-hmm. And now this is how I got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to relate to that this is how I got here and you're going to love the person that I am right now. But that's 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 the effort that I've been trying to put in today with you is really identify clearly who are you? You're not the problem child. So who are you? <laughs> well, I would say I am a leader and uh, I would say I am, you know, just sitting on that leadership piece for a minute for me to say I'm a leader and really be able to stand in that and stand in that identity. It's taken me a journey to get here for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. in, in my own leadership. And so, you know, I think I used to, at one point in my life, I believed I was a leader just because I was a strong person, but I learned through lessons that, you know, 
that actually wasn't the truth. I had to fall on my face and really realize that I had to learn how to be a leader. Mm. And, you know, that's learning. Those lessons have led me to this place of being able to say, yeah, leader is definitely anything, something that I'd say about myself. I am a, I'm a lover. (laughs) I'm a lover. (laughs) And it's also taken me time to get here. You know, it's, it's taken me time to go from being completely lost to loved and to really learning that, um, in order for me truly to be loved, I had to learn how to love myself and through Mm. me learning how to love myself, it's, it's made me a lover, a lover for other people, a lover for life, a lover for experiences, a lover for everything truly. Um, and you know, I, I would say I'm a person with a lot of empathy. I would say, mm-hmm. I'm, um, you know, hmm. everything has, you know, I, I, I love other people. I love to see them go through their journeys and I, it's created a lot of my own journey has created a lot of empathy for me, um, in really being able to see people into and love them for who they are and for whoever they are at that moment, you know? A lot of the time it's hard for people to love others who are hurting or doing things that are hateful or hard um, or mean even. Um, But I can see that they're really just hurting inside and that's why they're acting out in that way. And it's really just given me a lot of love and empathy for them. Um, So, um, and I'm also an incredible friend. Uh, You know, I I am a, I'm an incredible friend and I'm very strong. I think what I'm seeing you do right now, this is phenomenal because you are identifying things and I can see almost the like, there's like a joy showing up on your face, but there's also just this, this little bit of fear. Like, can I really say this about me? Is that true? Like, I don't know. Can I, like, is it okay for me to just like claim this? Can I say that? And then to say, to explain what that means. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. That's I, I sense that. Is that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think sometimes it's hard to say those things about yourself because you're yeah, really yeah. standing tall in that and, and yeah, yeah. you know, just like saying that I'm incredibly good looking and being able to say it without questioning it. Ridiculously good looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, because, you know, you have to truly believe that and stand in that knowing that everybody lives in their own perception and reality. So even though somebody else may not see me in that way, that's okay. Uh, That's okay. That is a projection of themselves. Right. And, and so me being able to say those things about my, myself is a projection that's of me. That's who I truly believe I am. Unfortunately, a lot of the times we don't feel okay to say that because we're thinking, Oh, well, what if they don't think that I am? What if they don't think I'm this, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because they're living in their own perception. This is what you do. This is who you are and this is how you're showing up and what's so fascinating because what do we talk about? I don't know, whatever, 40 minutes ago when you're like, I help people really step into who they are and really find joy in that and find this freedom in that. And the way you just showed up right there, just explain that so fully and completely using your own story to do that, 
to say, this is who I am. And this hasn't come easy to me because for so much of my life, I didn't know where that was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't get those formative teenage years. So I had to figure that out in my 20s and 30s. And here I am showing up now confidently saying this is who I am, a good friend, empathetic, I'm a lover, I'm a leader. And if you don't see that, that's your perception. But here I am because I've done the damn work to know this about me and show up with that. Now, if you want that sort of awareness, you want that sort of confidence, you want to go from feeling lost to what, leading yourself and others? Mm-hmm. Rachel's clearly the person to take you there because she's been on that journey. Mm-hmm. This is the game. There's his magic. <laughs> there's his magic, y'all. There it is. Okay. How do people find you and start a conversation and get, get real, real with you? Yeah. They can find me on Instagram at rachel.pastor. Uh, you can also go to rachelpastor.com. And yeah, I would definitely, you can also, uh, you know, probably one of my favorite things in the world. And especially as I'm going through this transition, one of my favorite things to do is to send text messages out to people. So can I share that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if they text join to 970-442-5848, I send out, uh, you know, just reminders of um, mindset and stepping into your highest self. And then also I send out weekly reprogramming meditations. So I uh, have an R3 method that I use to help people reprogram uh, and just really reprogram those, those beliefs and step into that identity that they want to be into. Amazing. Can you imagine getting this kind of wisdom every day or as much as you send it out? So if you miss that phone number, just hit go back 15 seconds and pick that up again. Uh, This is fantastic. And I need to let you know something, Rachel. Uh, You are this is the hundredth episode of No Boring Stories as this goes out. So for whatever that's worth, I was overjoyed to have you come on because I knew that we would hit a level that was uh, that would honor the idea of no boring stories. The fact that there is no boring story, just boring storytellers, and you are not a boring storyteller, and you are showing up with a certainly not boring story. But I love where we took it today, mm-hmm. how, again, you show up with a story that we compare ourselves to and would say, mine is boring because I don't have the drugs. And where we got to that today is to say, actually, like, it's so much bigger than that. It's so much more than that. So I just love so much how you showed up today. I'm so grateful for this because I just think that this was really indicative of what the entire series has been so far. And uh, I just thank you for for being who you are, true, honest, and vulnerable today and sharing in this experience with me. Hey, you're the best, Alex. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. And congratulations on 100, 100 episodes. That is a big deal. So congratulations. There we go. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.